Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And you are listening to the podcast sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association. Check us out today over at njea.org slash podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Dan Epstein, a third grade special education teacher from the Franklin Township School District, and he's going to tell us all the different ways that he is working with our association and how you can get in touch with your association and become a proud New Jersey educator as well. But first, Jim. Jim, how are you today? How have your how was your holiday? Jeff, thanks for asking. Holiday was great, very relaxing. And uh, hey, how are things with you? Things are doing well. We are having an amazing time here up in North Jersey. And I got to tell you, we had a great holiday break. We had our first snowfall today, and we celebrated it by going to see Star Wars. Have you heard of this movie, Jim? <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, uh, I. Th- think i have somewhere it's uh it's it's come up once or twice i think i i heard it's doing well and if you're out there as a new jersey educator my opinion go check out a great movie i think it was a good time and i think it's good for the whole family but jim we're not here to talk about star wars today we are here to talk about being a new jersey educator and there are so many great things going on in new jersey education and over at the new jersey education association jim what are some of the things going on in the year 2016 that we can look forward to well, right around the corner, Jeff, uh, is an event that we will be hosting for our early career members. Uh, early career members are uh, signing up to learn about these events and come out at njea.org slash early career members. And we have one coming up uh, in mid-February. It's a bowling event. So what NJA is trying to do is give our early career members space to get together network with their peers from across the state, uh, hear all the great things going on and get all kinds of resources and uh, and tips from each other. And we're going to be doing that uh, in about mid-February. You know, bowling sounds like a great way to bring education members together. Jim, are you a bowler? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, I am not. I will be going uh, primarily for the networking. And then um, the bowling is just icing on the cake. I, I got to tell you, it's been a while since I was bowling. I, I Would you believe I actually used to be the president of our bowling association? And uh, it's been a while, but uh, I'm, I'm proud of my high of 245. Woohoo, Jeff. Yeah, you have a little bit of a bowler vibe now that you mention it. I, I can hear that come across in your voice. I, I just feel it. And if you have a bowler vibe in you, you can certainly reach out to Jim and uh, participate in our association's bowling event. Jim, where was that again? njea.org slash early career members. Uh, just click on events and uh, you'll see that and a couple other things up there. And you know, Jim, speaking of bowling, it is great events like that that any teacher or support personnel can get together, meet new association members and really build that internal network. And Jim, tell us a little bit about Dan Epstein and some of the things that he's been doing. So I've known Dan for uh, I've known Dan for a few years now. I I got to know him through his work with his county uh, association. He's second vice president for the Somerset County Education Association, and he does a number of coordinates a number of events through our Pride in Public Education program. And as I got to know Dan, I heard more and more about his work uh, with his local association too, the Franklin Township Education Association 
where he is um, the elementary coordinator there and uh, helps his members, teachers, and education support professionals all across the district um, on the elementary level uh, advocate for themselves and for their students. Um, He's in his 10th year as a public school educator, which is uh, great. And uh, here's uh, some applause for that. And Dan, and and uh, we, we had a great uh, talk with him uh, a little while ago. And uh, he's, he's really looking to um, inspire others amongst his peers to get involved in their local association. He certainly is. And he's doing some pretty good stuff. We're going to present our interview right now with Dan Epstein. Sit back and relax. And we'll be back in a minute. So with us tonight is Dan Epstein. Hello, Dan. How's it going? It's going great, sir, and thank you so much for being here. This is uh, Dan Epstein. Uh, he is a teacher in the Franklin Township uh, School District in Somerset County. So, Dan, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do there for the Franklin Township School District? Well, uh, in addition to being a third grade special education teacher, I am the elementary coordinator for my local association. I am also the second vice president of the Somerset County EA, and uh, I serve on the government relations committee for the NJEA. Wow. So you just went through your resume there for us. Uh, Thank you. And uh, third grade special ed, uh, how, how, how many kids in a class, Dan? Well, I'm an inclusion teacher right now, so there's 20 kids in the class overall, and of them, six of them are classified. Okay, so I bet they keep you hopping. Woo! They certainly do. And then you, uh, and, and, and Dan, how long have you been uh, uh, teaching? This is my 10th year of teaching. Okay, so, so congratulations. That is a milestone, and my hat is off to you. Uh, so, so Dan, I also heard there in your introduction some positions in your local association. Could, could you maybe just take a moment to break them down and maybe roll through each one again with a little uh, sure. description? Well, uh, you know, and they do kind of bleed into each other somewhat, but uh, in my local, I'm the elementary coordinator, so I sort of um, oversee the reps in each of the elementary buildings. We have six elementary district, and uh, I coordinate all of the things going on with that. Um, I also, you know, chair a couple of committees in my local. I do a lot of the political action stuff. Um, In the county, I'm the second vice president, so I serve on the executive board. Um, And uh, with the state, I'm on the government relations committee, um, which also feeds into the work that I do in the county and local level as well. Wow. So how many nights, Dan, do you figure you are out and about, uh, let's say, in any given week? Uh, um, I would say usually between three to five nights a week, I'm doing something union-related after contractual hours. Dan, how'd you get started with all of this? Well, um, you know, I mentioned that I'm, I'm big into the political aspect of it. I, I was actually involved in politics and political organizing before I was um, active in the association. And I tried to um, impact my, my school budget election for uh, Franklin Township 
um, with some of the political organizing skills I had gained in other places. And we did, and we had a successful school budget vote back when we still had those things. And someone from the association came up to me and they're like, hey, Dan, you know, that that was really cool. We have a position in the association where you can do some of that political organizing. So why don't you come and check that out? And I did. And then I sort of um, can't say no to things. So <laughs> so people started uh, asking me to do other things and and. Now I'm I'm like you said that I'm I'm out uh, three to five nights nights a week doing union stuff, but I love all of it and I wouldn't trade any of it in. Dan, what advice would you give for somebody who's interested in getting more involved in their union but might not know where to jump in or how deep to how how deep to walk in? Well, the first thing I would say is find someone who you know who is involved in the union uh, that you know well. It could be another teacher in your building, could be a rep, could be a local president or or someone that you know, um, and just say, hey, what do you think I might be able to do to get involved? What's a good place for me? And, you know, there's a lot of things that people who are non-tenured can do as well. You know, people have this um, misconception that you have to be tenured in order to do in order to do anything with the association. And that's not true because there's a lot of things that we can do um, that anyone can do really uh, for all the, I mean, we have so many different committees, but especially some of the things that are a little non, non-controversial, like, you know, working on the pride committee um, and, and just uh, doing some of the other um, things like that. It, it would be very, uh, very good for someone who is non-tenure to do or early in their career. You know, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that non-tenure thing, because the question on my mind as a current non-tenured teacher is, is it harder these days to get people out to do these things when it is four years to get tenure, not three? Yeah, I think it is because, like you said, um, with an extra year being required to be tenured, people are non-tenured longer. And, you know, as I said, there's a misconception out there that you have to be tenured to be in the association, and that's not true. Um, But uh, in addition to that, I think that there's just so much more that people are being asked of in our profession these days with SGOs and with evaluations and with all the different assessments that we have to administer and score and evaluate um, the, we're just being asked of more and more things all the time, no matter what district or what school you teach. And that's the one consistent thing I found with everyone that I've talked to. So as we're being asked to do more professionally, you know, time is a finite resource. So you're just limited with things you can do outside of that. So so, Dan, you've talked a lot about your work and your, your work in your school and your local association. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your family? Well, I'm uh, very happily married, and I have two young children. I have a son who is four and a half and a daughter who is 10 months old and just climbed the stairs for the first time today. So I, you know, I'm not sure whether I'm happy about that or uh, whether that's going to be another thing I have to watch out for for her. She's got one less boundary, but uh, they're, you know, the, the pride of my life. So two two young kids at home, uh, along with the wife, of course. And how do you, um, Dan, how, how do you find time for everything you're doing? I'm not really sure, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it starts with my family. I mean, I have a 
a great support network. I don't know anyone this day and age who can raise children without the support of extended family or friends or people who don't actually live in your house, but help out in some way. I mean, we all have to do that to raise kids, whether you're involved in the association or not. And I'm very fortunate that my wife is very supportive of all of the things that I do. And, uh, and, and, and she has her own full plate as well. Um, but also, you know, my parents and her parents are both very supportive as well and, and come help out and pick up the kids from daycare when neither of us are going to be home in time because we both have meetings. So, you know, you do it with the support of family, but I think you also sort of have to make it a priority. I mean, it's very easy to say, you know, okay, I have kids now, I have to sort of drop everything else that I do in my life. And I think a lot of people do that because it is the most demanding job you could have, parenthood. And um, I think that, A, that's probably not healthy from, you know, a, a standpoint of, you know, if all that you do is revolving around your kids, then nothing you do revolves around yourself. And that's just not a good mindset to be in as a parent and as a human being. But from an association standpoint, whoever you are, we need you. You know, we are, we are as strong as our members and our activists are. And if that's something that you're good at and you're advocating for people in some capacity, then we need you to continue doing that because we're, we're only as strong as as many people as we have involved. So you might not be able to do all of the things that you did before you had kids, but you could look and say, okay, maybe I have to take a step back here, but maybe I can continue doing this here and just communicate with your family and your spouse and, and the other people around you about ways to make that work scheduling wise. So Dan, some very inspiring words there to um, encourage others that, uh, you know, the, the theme I took away from that was if, if, if something's right, and uh, something's important to you. Don't be afraid to fight for it and certainly make the time for it. So thank thank you for making the time for us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Dan, before we let you go, why don't you let everybody know how we can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, you can get in touch with me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at D Epstein1983. That's D-E-P-S-T-E-I-N-1983. Excellent. Dan, thank you so much for coming on today. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, Jim, there's a lot of great things that Dan is doing out there. And again, I want to just echo what we said on the interview. If you are interested in getting in touch with your association, certainly do it. Make 2016 that year to get a little bit more involved. Jim, what are some ways that a teacher or a support personnel can reach out to their local association and become an active member? Absolutely. Well, it starts with uh, reaching out and knowing who your local leaders are. Um, Do you know who your local president is? Do you know who your building rep is? Uh, If you don't, start asking around. Um, You'd you'd be surprised at the number of things that your local association uh, can offer you and does for you. A lot of times behind the scenes with... uh, not a lot of recognition sometimes. Um, our local associations um, could do a better job of just tooting their horns with their members and uh, sharing all the great things they have going on. And uh, if you want to learn 
about uh, how you can get involved on the county level. Um, you could certainly do a search on the NJEA website for county associations. Just type that in the search box and find your county association. All kinds of workshops, resources, um, events, uh, meetings, you name it. Um, county association is a, a great place to go to get involved um, on that level. And then, of course, your state association, NJEA, uh, where you can learn a lot about what's going on um, at njaorg slash early career members. We have an events page there. We have a blog there under news where you can stay current and just different ways to connect with your peers across the state uh, so you feel a little more grounded in what you're doing and you're certainly not alone with the, the challenges of education out there. Absolutely. And of course, one of the other great things that you can do to connect with other educators in New Jersey is every Tuesday night, you can participate in our live Twitter chat, NJED. That's on Tuesday nights, usually around 830, I believe it is, NJED chat, hashtag NJED. You can check it out. We always have some great topics. There's always some fantastic moderators going on. If you're on Twitter, and you should be, check out the NJED hashtag over on Twitter. Jim, you know, before we go and and wrap up this episode, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that maybe you didn't know yet, which is we are now officially a member of the iTunes community. This podcast is now on iTunes. Isn't that pretty cool? Woohoo! I love it, Jeff. Sounds great. And there's some pretty thi- pretty neat things that you can do to support this podcast. One of them is to hit the subscribe button on there. And we are urging you to hit the subscribe button, and that way you will be certain that all the great information that's coming out about this podcast is going to be brought to you either through iTunes or through your favorite podcatcher. Jim, do you listen to podcasts? Uh, Jeff, I uh, I. Do not listen as much as I would like. Um, and you know what? I'm going to make that one of my New Year's resolutions to get into some of those podcasts, some of the ones that you've recommended to me over the past couple months. Um, really, the only one I listen to, I think it's called The Moth, and it's this collection of short stories just um, you know, just told by these great, great uh, storytellers. Uh, but, but there's just so much out there, Jeff, and I'm sure that you could – probably offer some suggestions to people like me um, of, of great, great places to go. There are some great places out there. And of course, it, you know, there are many New Jersey educators that are out there creating stuff. Of course, you can check out all the, all the other shows on the TeacherCast network by going over to TeacherCast.net. If you're looking to create your own podcasts, you can head on over to EducationalPodcasting.today and learn about the equipment that we use and the different recording methods. But I also want to give a shout out to a friend of ours and a, a, a fellow educational podcaster in the state of New Jersey, Mr. Chris Nessie. And he has an amazing podcast over at the House of Ed Tech. And you can find his stuff over at at MrNessie.com. That's M-R-N-E-S-I.com. He is our NJ Ed podcaster of the week. Jim, I got to tell you, podcasting is great. If I could leave with the two quick tech tips here to help set up teachers for the whole 2016 it's start to listen to podcasts i know some people have a long commute some people have a short commute but get into listening to podcasts such as this such as the house of ed tech such as TeacherCast. there's a lot of great content that's out there i certainly recommend it and i'll say this jim for anybody who's out there who is you know digital at the very least it's january we're looking at a brand new year Take the time to back up some of your files. 
You know, it's just one of those things that 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 I'm getting different newsletters come in and they're like, "Hey, check out our great stuff. Happy holidays!" And oh, by the way, don't forget back up your files. And and and, and I gotta remind myself, it's that time to check your hard drive. It's that time to check your backup. Make backup copies of backup copies. And Jim, you know, for anybody that's out there listening, if if nothing else, check your files. Make sure that you have backup copies. You wouldn't want to be let down by having something go down. And those are my two tech tips for the week. Well, Jim, that concludes this week's episode of the Jersey Educator Podcast. Again, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be a guest and be featured on our show, you can, of course, reach out to us by email at podcast at njea.org. Again, that's podcast at njea.org. All of our archives for this and all of our shows can be found over at njea.org slash podcast. And you can, of course, find, download, listen to, and subscribe all of our great shows over on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. On behalf of everybody over here at the Jersey Educator Podcast, I wish to thank our sponsor, the New Jersey Education Association. Until next time, everybody, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.